0: Hello, I'm so happy you're back for another episode of Mind Your Hormones, and today is a special treat because I have my friend Casey on to chat with us about all things moon phases, how it connects to our cycle phases, how to manifest, and ways to incorporate meditation. It's just such an amazing conversation, and I'm really, really excited for you to hear it. So I'm going to just dive right in, but before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about an opportunity I have for you that I'm really excited about about. I'm holding monthly masterclasses, which I'm stoked about because I wanted to be able to connect with you more and there's only so much that I can go over on the podcast and on Instagram. So if you love this podcast and the stories that I share on Instagram, you're going to love these monthly masterclasses. And this month's topic is all about the stress and hormone connection, how we really can transform our stress because we're not getting rid of it. That is so unrealistic, but we really need to know what it actually does in our body, how it affects our gut, our metabolism, our hormones, how we could reduce the negative effects by transforming it, and certain strategies that we could really implement to improve it. So, I'm diving deep into that. And this month's masterclass is on Thursday, January twenty eighth, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's only twenty two bucks to join. Like I made it so uh, feasible for everybody because I really want to connect with you more and dive deep into certain topics that we did not learn in school, but that will help really improve the quality of your life. So for more information on this, check the show notes. You could sign up. You could DM me. You could text me on my text list. All that information is in the show notes, but... If you can't make it live, of course I'm going to email you the recording, but I would love to see you on there live because after I teach you all about this, which by the way, if you don't know this, I was a teacher for nine years, so it is my specialty for making um, you know, concepts that could be complicated really, really approachable and simple to understand and actually give you tools you could implement right away to make it better. But aside from the teaching, I'm going to be coaching you, so I'm going to have a whole Q&A segment after, so I really, really would love to see you on there live to answer your questions questions, really get to know you better and actually get to connect. But of course, you will also be emailed the recording if you can't make it. So that is that. For more information, check the show notes. Now, a little information about our guest today, Casey Marandino, before we head into our conversation that you're going to love. So Casey is a spiritual teacher and also an energy healer. She's a holistic health coach. She's a yoga teacher, yoga, yoga teacher of various different styles. She's a Reiki master teacher. She does Tibetan tone sound therapy. She did Gabrielle Bernstein's master trainings and has been an essential oil master for over ten years. So she has a wealth of knowledge. Um, For more information on Casey, and of course, for all the links of how to get in touch with her, of everything that we talk about in the episode, check the show notes. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Casey Merandino. Casey, welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. I am so excited to have you here. It's been a long time coming. I've been really excited to have you on the show, and I can't wait for us to chat about all things moon and meditation and all the good stuff. So before we jump in, I just want you to introduce yourself, say hello, and tell the listener who you are, what you do.
1: Hi, Corinne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So my name is Casey Marandino. I'm a spiritual teacher and energy healer. I've been doing this work for about a decade. Um, I'd say I really didn't get into the moon, though, until I had my daughter. So I had a complicated journey with pregnancy and, you know, sustaining pregnancy. And then when I finally had her, I felt I was so burnt out and just like I kind of lost my spark for life Mm. and not in like, that sounds really dark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm sure people could connect with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't that dark, but it was definitely like, you know, you have a new baby and you lose a part of yourself. Whereas before I was very independent. I was very, you know, I had my own business. I was a yoga teacher. I was a health coach. I was doing all the things. And now I have to keep this baby alive. <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> yeah, small and I, job. you
1: I lost, that, yeah, I lost <laughs> that like connection. And I started to feel overwhelmed about, you know, where was I going to be in a year? What should I do in my business? What should I focus on? You know, and looking out into an entire calendar year is very stressful when you are worried about the next five minutes.
0: Yeah. So,
1: which, you know, that's huge. But our society wants us to live in this linear way of strive, do more, you know, add more to your plate. What do you mean you're a new mom? You can go back to work. You should be working out. You didn't lose the baby weight yet.
0: Mm, like, so true. Things.
1: So I found I was taking one spiritual course at the time and I became so intrigued with the moon and just like her cycles from light to dark and how she renewed herself every 30 days, you know, just about a moon cycle is about 29 and a half days. But within that, there were seasons or phases of rest. And then there were phases of striving and momentum where energy was building. And I was like, huh, this sounds like something like, I don't know. It was like in my solar plexus, like a deep part of me, was like, yes, you need this. And at the time, moon stuff was not trendy. Like, it (laughs) (laughs) is. definitely not. Um, like people thought I was a little crazy. And I started holding these new moon circles in my living room, like literally my living room. Um, and my husband would take my daughter out and we, I would have three women to start. And mm-hmm. we would just talk about the first thing we talked about was the new moon. And that's actually today, which is kind of cool.
0: Yes. I'm um, so excited about that.
1: So we have the first new moon of 2021 and new moons are all about beginnings and manifestation and so this seemed like a great place to start but then over time I was kind of like all right so what else is there there's got to be more and then I, I went deeper into the phases and I was able to kind of plan my life based on this cycle and it was like okay so I can work really hard I can plan my business meetings around this phase of the moon but then I know rest is coming Mm. I know there's a part where I can kind of turn inward and reflect and do like the deep soul work that I want to do. And what was really cool is you didn't feel like you had to be on all the time.
0: Yeah. Which is huge for women. Yes. Because that's all we're told. It's like such a masculine world. You're always on from sun up to sun down. It's like, go, go, go 365, like always on.
1: Right. So I started, you know, manifesting and then working with the rest of the cycles and it just became my thing. Yeah. I, I teach women this all the time and it's really, really important. I think to, to note that this isn't anything new, like this isn't something that we just came up with and you're just starting to see all of the moon stuff. People have been living like this for centuries. Like our ancestors planted by the moon, you know, women relied on the moon for their cycle. Like, yes, you know, that's a big thing. And we'll talk about that today, but yes. you know, before there were alarm clocks and, you know, Things to tell us, calendars to tell us it was winter. The we went by nature,
0: Mm -hmm. and it's so important to
1: kind of bring that back into our lives a little bit now.
0: Yes. Oh my God, I love that. That's and I love how you said because it really does. Which we're obviously going to dive into. It really does tie into our feminine cycle, which we have four phases to our cycle, just like there are phases of the moon, and just like you said, Casey. There are times when you're more energy energized energy is building and then there are other times when you turn inward which yeah. is exactly how our feminine cycle is and which we'll touch on this later when we get into it but when I didn't have my period as you know the listener if you're new if you're not if you're not new here I lost my period for 2 years I didn't have it and one of the ways that I got it back was through seed cycling and when you don't have a cycle you need to follow the moon phases in order to do that and it's incredible. And also, some places around the world, they actually call it their moon cycle, like their menstrual cycle.
1: Yeah, or the like. A lot of the girls in um, my group still call it moon time.
0: Moon time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's cool. It's it's interesting too. So a lot of my clients are post menopausal, so like they're they're definitely using the moon to help them. And even like my husband, he uses it. Because yeah. You know, we need this like rhythmic flow in our lives. We need this to kind of guide us. And
0: totally, it
1: would kill me if he knew I said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure he's not listening to this yeah. podcast, so it's totally fine. <laughs> That's so cool, though. No, I I totally agree because we have such pressure, especially women, especially if you're a mom, where you always have to be on. There's like no light at the end of the tunnel almost, and we naturally feel differently day to day because our hormones are fluctuating. Nature is fluctuating. Like we are so connected to nature and to our cycle. And if we don't honor that and acknowledge it, we're going to burn out. We're going to feel like we're not um, doing what we're supposed to be doing. Like we're not always productive or we're not always taking time for ourselves. Like whatever it is, when we have this shift and we know like, okay, this time is when it's best to do this, it just makes it feel more aligned. Mm
1: -hmm. For sure. And that's what we want.
0: Yeah. That's
1: what we crave. Our souls crave that. And once I always say like, once you're in the flow, like you never go back and it just becomes this like mm-hmm. natural thing that you're like, Oh, I'm crazy today. And then you look at <laughs> where the moon is and you're like, well, it's waxing gibbous. No wonder I'm crazy today. Like yeah. and you, just, you start to talk like that and you just understand why you might be feeling that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So Where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with talking about what the phases of the moon are and then tie it to what phase of our cycle? However you want to start it, I trust wherever you want to go. Okay.
1: So I just want to start out by saying, um, if you think about the moon, most of us don't even think about the moon, but when you think about the moon, you think about a full moon, most likely. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about that big, bright full moon in the sky. And then I want you to think about what you might've associated with it. So some people associate uh, the term lunatics, which is a real thing, right? Because mm. that energy makes people do crazy things. Yeah, um, People think werewolves, witches, um, having babies, right? Yes. So a lot of babies are, are had around the full moon. Mm. And then you think about the tides. So when you think about the power that the full moon has over our bodies and the gravitational pull on the earth, you can see how connected we are to, to it, right? right. So. The moon rules the, flu, the flow of fluids mm. right? as well. So think about the tides and our individual body fluids. So this is why it's going to match up. The four main phases are going to match up with our hormonal menstrual cycle.
0: Right. And we're so, we are built of so much water. Like ha- the percentage of water we have in our bodies, it makes sense that the moon affects the tides in the ocean. And it also affects us because we are made up of water. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like the most basic natural cycle.
0: Wow, it's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. But so the first one is new moon, which is today, which is my favorite. Um, This is the one that's really become trendy, I feel like, recently. um, Which is great because it's bringing so much awareness and it's getting people back to their roots.
0: Yeah. So
1: the new moon is what I call vision. Mm. It's the beginning. The, The sky is dark. So if you were to go out tonight, you would look up. And most likely you wouldn't see any moon at all. As we continue through the phase, you might start to see like a little silver crescent moon, but for the most part, it's it's a dark sky. And this is when we begin again. This is when we get to plant seeds of intentions. This is when we create our intentions. Hmm. Um, so a lot of times I'll have clients write, you know, what are your new moon intentions? And usually we'll do like about eight to 10, depending on what, you feel comfortable with. And I always recommend writing it down. So yeah. like write it down, write down today's date, write the, the flavor of the new moon. So today it's Capricorn and that's just the zodiac sign that it's in. So that's- Okay, like I was just
0: going to ask, what does that mean? Okay.
1: So <laughs> on the new moon is actually when the new moon and I mean, when the moon and the sun meet in the sky. And it's the only oh. time during the month that they meet in that same zodiac sign.
0: Oh. So right now we're in Capricorn. Okay.
1: So the whole flavor or like theme of the month will be Capricorn. Um, And that's kind of how I use, I use that as a guide so that you can then make your intentions based on that. But that's, that's going a little bit further, but just for, you know, basic purposes, what are the things that you want to bring into your life? You know, maybe Mm. it's a new car or maybe Mm. it's a new apartment or you want to, you know, um, get a new job, whatever it is that you want to bring forth. I always have you think about those.
0: Like self-compassion then, too, like whatever you want to bring into your life that way too, that right?
1: Feeling embodiment, like that's mm-hmm. huge. Like personally, I think that the feelings are more important than the material things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when we're first starting out, a lot of times people tend to gravitate towards the material. Right, thing, right. Nice they want to see something.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, But like I always put abundant, vibrant, mm-hmm. strong, and connected. Like those are my words for my intentions. Every single month they stay the same because I want to stay in that energy. Um, but you almost put your you almost put your intentions in like an order at a restaurant. So mm. you have to be clear. You have to be concise on what you want. And that. you know, I always give this example of my mom, she was manifesting a Jeep. <laughs> And she wrote like, oh, I want a Jeep. <laughs> and, you know, a couple months later, she got a Jeep, but she got it 2002, right? And it 2016. Like, so she, you have to be specific of what you want.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Because then the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, will know exactly what to deliver to you. If you're not clear on it and if you're indecisive, you're going to get something that's maybe indecisive or unclear because you right. attract whatever you put out
1: exactly exactly and at the end I'll always say like this or something better yeah you know because you never know what the universe has in store for you totally but I think it's really important to kind of focus your intentions on the present and Mm -hmm. putting them in that present tense so being specific and then being present so if you want to feel strong or you want to feel you know compassionate you would say I am compassionate yes I am strong As opposed to letting it like, I want to be strong. You want that to like linger in the future.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And like, that's out of your control too. It's like, well, you want, it's just going to cause more wanting, you know, like let's state like it already happened and you'll just start believing it. And once you start believing it, you start like being it in a way. Exactly. Yeah. I love that.
1: So what's really cool is if you do keep a journal and you write down your intentions, it's not from a place of ego. It's a place of, you want to look at it from a place of growth. Mm. So then when the full moon comes in Capricorn, which will be in six months from now, you will look back and you will say, Hey, what was I manifesting back in Mm. January? What came true? What happened? That was better. What didn't happen? What don't I need anymore? Yeah, That is such a powerful way, especially like in our field, I feel like as entrepreneurs
0: Mm -hmm. and,
1: you know, just watching your growth and seeing like, oh, wow, in January, I wanted to hire an assistant and now I have three people on my team. Yeah. Something like that, you know?
0: That's so so cool.
1: Kind of
0: cool. So the intentions that you set for the new moon, it doesn't, or not that it doesn't manifest until, but you don't reassess it until the full moon in that same zodiac sign. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And is it always six months later? Yes. Okay.
1: Always. Um, and that's where a lot of people drop the ball. So a lot of people, um, because this is just like become such a thing, they'll be like, okay, I'm setting my intentions on the first of the the first new moon. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. They
1: don't realize the full, the next full moon is only two weeks away. Right. That Mercedes Benz is not getting in your driveway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might. And if so, I want to know your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So six months is because that's when the full moon for that same Zodiac sign happens. Exactly. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. That's amazing. Yes.
1: Yeah, so that's a big, big, big part of it. Yeah. And that's when I started to go deeper into the other phases and just wanting to know more about this whole thing, because I was mm-hmm. like, Clients were coming to the meditations and then they were coming back the next month and they were like, my manifestations didn't happen. And also it's like, start small. So I like to say like, oh, you want to get, you want a beach house, right? In California. Okay, so do I. But you still live at home with your parents. So maybe we should work on that next step of (laughs) like getting you to your own place first.
0: Right, right. Like one step at a time.
1: Exactly. In order to manifest, you have to believe in the power that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So if you don't believe in yourself or you don't believe that you're worthy of these manifestations happening, you're just writing down words.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And the feeling is the biggest part I found with manifesting and visualizing like, Really truly feeling that it's already happened because your brain and your body does not know the difference whether it actually happened and it's there, or you just have that feeling attached to it. Because what you're really craving whenever you want anything is the feeling that it brings you, right? Like that's what we want. So once we feel that, then you're it's just and law of energetics like it's going to just come. And obviously, that doesn't mean like you just sit on your couch. And manifest and don't do anything to actually get you there. But these feelings will actually help you take actions to get you towards where you want to go and what you want to manifest and bring in.
1: Right. Intention goes where energy flows. Yes. So like your vibe will attract that same vibration. So if you're already feeling like you deserve and you're worthy and you, you know, are capable of achieving all of your manifestations, the universe hears that loud and clear and mm-hmm. that was something better because you don't know what you know what the bigger plan is for you
0: yeah so if someone is brand new to this and it's the new moon and I know when this comes out it won't be exactly on the new moon but when if you're this is your first time like doing an intention where can you recommend someone start like maybe with the worthiness if they're not feeling that I don't know where would you recommend someone starts when they're doing this
1: That's a great question. So, and I feel like a lot of people have that. I always say, look at the problems in your life. Look at what's not working,
0: Mm. what's
1: not flowing, what feels forced.
0: Yeah. And then
1: take that and create a positive intention from that.
0: Love that. Like
1: if you're struggling with your job, like you don't, you're not going to, it doesn't sound positive to be like, I hate my job. Like, how Mm. do you make an intention around that? You could say, I want a job that, or I have a job that brings me joy. Mm. Right? However you want to kind of... Switch the words. Yeah. If you take the problem you can obviously you can kind of mirror it to see what the solution
0: would be. Okay, I love that. So think of a problem and then write the solution essentially as if it's already happened right. for right. your intention. Yeah. Okay. And that's great. A great.
1: Way to start, or you could do like a daydream thing where you see yourself in five years, mm-hmm. perfect vision. Like if you had everything you wanted, what would it be? And you yeah. could journal about that, and then kind of go back and make. Intentions from that, but I think starting with the problem might be a little easier.
0: Yeah, okay, that's a really good tip. That's and and there's no wrong way, right, of doing this, it's just whatever feels good to you, and it might evolve and change as you get used to doing it. But I think it's a really good practice because there's a new moon every month, and instead of well, you know, it's January right now, and everyone sets their intentions for the year, their resolutions, or whatever it is, and we don't revisit it until, you know, maybe next year and then things don't happen. Yeah. Next January and things don't happen. So this is a really good way to either continuously come back to the same intention every month or reassess and be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to want to switch things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then if you relate it to our menstrual cycle, typically if you are a woman, I guess, you know, of menstruation age,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: call this um, a white cycle. So typically you will get your period with a new moon. Yes. So this is like the starting over, starting fresh. And they call this the white moon cycle in the spiritual world. Ooh, and okay. a little bit more to the menstruation phase and kind of how that aligns.
0: Yeah, so and when I was speaking of seed cycling before, um it, and following the moon, it is true you, you you do certain seeds from new moon to full moon and that is if you if you do have a cycle, it's from day 1 when you start menstruating until after you ovulate. So with menstruation too, even leading up to it like you'll feel more inward, but then once you actually get your period, and you're leading into from menstrual phase into the follicular phase, that's when things start rising. Energy will eventually start building up, which I know you'll get into with the moon phase with it. But that is that time, too, when we really... turn inward more and we think about what do we actually want it's just because our hormones are at their lowest level once you get your period and then they start gradually rising as you know the days go on and then we go into the next phase which is follicular phase so it's such a great time to really trust your intuition we are so intuitive as women like so intuitive especially at certain times in our fa- in our cycle and menstruation is such a great time for really being intuitive. And that doesn't mean that everybody's going to get their period on the new moon, but a lot of people will get it on or around the new moon, especially if you're in sync with things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they say that it has a lot to do with the amount of light that comes from the moon onto our bodies. Ooh, So because interesting. there isn't much light, it's a time of darkness, which is why we get our uh, periods at that time which is pretty interesting because if you live in a busy city you might not be exposed to nature so much but if you are a crazy lady like me and you're going out for your moon baths that's <laughs> one way to kind of if your cycle isn't regular you can you can work on that by going out and spending time in the moon
0: wow that's so cool that is so cool i love that have to work towards it and it's just a really good opportunity to get intentional because if we aren't intentional about what we're doing how are you supposed to get anywhere? Like see the target, hit the target. You know, you need to know what you want, where you're going. And like you said, a- intention, wait, was it energy flows where intention goes? No. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. So exactly. Okay. Amazing. All right. So continue.
1: Okay. So the next, um, technically there's eight phases of every moon cycle, but I've broken them down into four main phases. So it's the new moon, then it's waxing gibbous, full moon, and then um, waning gibbous. Okay. And within those, there's some other little phases that can mean different things. But I think for the purposes of our chat today, I think the four mean is super important. Okay, great. So the this, and this is what I call momentum.
0: Mm. This is
1: where we're building strength. So if you think about what the moon is doing in the sky, she's building light, right? right. So she, her strength is building. This is as she grows, she's inviting in new energy, And she's working on strengthening. This is where we focus on our intentions and we make action plans a lot. And then we take aligned action based on what we want to create. This is when energetically our bodies are going to want to try a new workout class or, you know, want to get out and do things, work harder. This energetically time is matching up with the cosmos is going to, that's kind of going to be what's reflected during this phase.
0: Yeah. That's exactly the follicular phase. It's yeah. exactly how you describe it. Like literally you want to try new things. Your hormones are starting to increase. So your energy is increasing. This is when you could do more intense exercises. Like literally everything you just described is exactly. the. F- so
1: they're so alike. They yeah. I like always describe this as this is the core energy that keeps the cycle moving. Mm. So this is where you don't want to drop the ball. And right. how a lot of people do drop the ball is they, they get super excited and they write their intentions with the new moon and they never look at them again. Mm. Whereas, you know, three days later, you need to be taking inspired action. So, you know, one of my intentions is to write a book, but if I'm not writing, I'm never going to write a book.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> it
1: would be great <laughs> if it, that happened that way, but that's not the case. Right. So I have to take aligned action mm. to create my dreams. I love that. Work on that.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: kind of this that phase.
0: That's so cool. And and if you are someone that has an irregular cycle or you don't have a cycle at all like a menstrual cycle, following the moon and starting to target like the way that you're working out and the way you're eating based off of the cycle of the moon and then align it with the phases of the cycle even if you don't have one this is a really great way to start bringing that on of course with other nutrition and supplementation changes and stuff as well but it's a really good place and like you said if you are postmenopausal um yeah. a really good place to to start and just having that as a guideline
1: for sure And like, I know, um, we've all heard like cycle syncing, like when you hang out with your girlfriends, like your, your cycles start to sink. Well, this is what happens with the moon. Like as you start to tune into her energy, your cycle naturally will sync with it too. Yeah. So So cool. I never got my period with the new new moon, like before this, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I started working with the new moon and it started to come and I was like, Oh, this is so crazy. Like it's
0: so crazy.
1: And then as I progressed into it and became more of a teacher of it, I went into a red moon cycle, which is when you get your Mm -hmm. period with the full moon so that you can hold space for others at the new moon, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. I was mind blown when I started getting my period after doing the seed cycling with the moon, literally I would get it on the new moon always, 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 always. Now my cycle changed a little bit, um, but- it was always on that and it's so crazy now that I'm, I'm going to focus more back on the moon now that we're having this conversation. So I wonder if it's going to shift. Mm-hmm. And I know for a while we spoke when I was on your podcast that I was getting my period on the full moon. Um, and that you were saying that that's a lot of times oh, that's what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're holding space. And, um, what's interesting is like, so I always take the summers off. So as like June would come, it would, then my body would switch back. And then I would get my period with the new moon. And that was like so my creative time. It was just, it blew my mind. That, it is, like, it's, it's so crazy. You know? Yeah.
0: Like try it for yourself. If you're like, this sounds wild, it's real. So try it for yourself and then see how it goes. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you,
1: you will you'll, it'll work some way for you. Yeah. Um. All right. So then after waxing gibbous comes full moon, mm. right? And this is the climax of the, you know, for lack of a better term of the whole cycle. This, this yep. is the time. And this is where a lot of people want to release, but mm. that's not how I teach it. Mm-hmm. I teach it as this is a time where we want to nourish. We want mm. to nourish ourselves. We want to have gratitude. We want to embody all the things. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, this is when you want to schedule your big business meetings or your launches around any of your products. You should always be on a full moon.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, courses, classes, anything like that. This is typically when we're going to want to be around people, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to want to socialize. We're going to want to do all the things because energetically we're at our highest.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. And what I think is really cool is I like to ask my clients to think about what's being illuminated under the full moon mm-hmm. that they need to nourish. So a lot of times we aren't paying attention to ourselves and our bodies, And we might think we're eating all the right things or we're doing all the self-care, you know, that we can do to check off those boxes. Yeah. But it's interesting if you were to sit under the light of the moon or to even do a meditation, what's being illuminated for you? What's showing up? You know, Mm. I think that that's like one of the biggest cues as to then what you can then work on in the next cycle
0: love that I love that and that's exactly ovulation so after follicular phase is ovulation where she's like it's the climax and it's like well yeah that's that could definitely happen well anytime but ovulation is when your hormones are all is are at their peak they're at their absolute highest because your body is you know of course extremely intelligent and knows that now this is time that you're fertile to have a baby so it's spiking up your testosterone to increase your sex drive your project like your estrogen everything is at its highest peak during that time so you also like she like Casey was saying we, our communication centers are so much more active. Like you, if you need to have a tough conversation, have it then when, like she said, do launches, like literally all of this is exactly during the ovulatory phase. Like exactly what that is. That's so cool.
1: And that's a lot, has a lot to do with the amount of light that's being put, put down on the earth. Right. Yeah. So th- this is the time when it's going to be a harvest when the earth is the most fertile. So not mm. only are we the most fertile, the earth is you know, so it's kind of, it's just all
0: in line. Yeah. And then for intention purposes, you, do you recommend doing new moon and full moon intentions? Nope. So well, I don't, but I mean, you totally can, um, but just for new moon,
1: full moon is when you would then look back on your intentions that you've set with that flavor. So like if you had the full moon in Capricorn, you would look back and you would see, okay, what was I working on when mm-hmm. the new, the, when the moon was new in this phase? How has this progressed? How have I nourished my intentions over the course of this cycle? What gets to move forward? What gets to, leave, you know, stay behind? You okay.
0: Know, okay. Okay. So just intentions and the new moon and then the full moon, we could just kind of reassess and be like, what can I let go of? Maybe if I need to,
1: that kind of comes next. Okay. Um, but cause if you think about it, the full moon's really only like maybe a day. Right. You know, so it isn't really that a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So
0: you same want with to, ovulation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you want to really stay in that energy of I don't want to, I don't want to get into the yuck, you know, the releasing yeah. part yet. I want to stay in that beautiful energy of, you know, that peak time where you're just on and okay. glowing and illuminating.
0: Okay. Love it. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, what's after that waning gibbous? You said.
1: Yeah. So then we go right into the waning gibbous phase, which is now where we're going to release.
0: Okay. And this
1: is when the moon begins to wane in the sky. So she's starting to invite in more darkness. Mm. This is a time to turn inward. It's a time to release. So this is when you know you're releasing. Maybe doing a cord cutting.
0: Mm. You're doing. You're
1: staging your house. You're you know using your black tourmaline crystals. Yes. You're going around and decluttering. Right, So that's the beginning of the um waning phase. And then as it ends, it kind of shifts more into this like nurturing self-care mode where your intuition is at its highest. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when you can hear the voice of the divine, you can connect to your intuition and you're starting to think about, okay, now I've released, what do I want to call in mm-hmm. or what do I need to hear to kind of reevaluate and start the cycle over again?
0: And get prepared for the new moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: is my favorite. Which one? The balsamic, which is the waning. It's the ending of the waning phase. And okay. feel like that's like where you have this permission to not do anything that doesn't serve you. Like, yeah. I never make plans for the balsamic phase ever. Yep. Like, I used to. And then I would always cancel.
0: Yeah.
1: I wasn't in that space.
0: Oh, my God. You know? So,
1: when now, when Giada's friends want to make a play date, I look at where the moon is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's balsamic, sorry, he can't make it. yeah, and because I know I'm going to cancel on you last minute.
0: <laughs> right. Oh my God, it's so... Okay, so balsamic is... Is that just another name for waning gibbous? Or is that it's in between waning and gibbous and new moon?
1: It's it's part of it. So it's just... The waning gibbous is like... It's made up of three phases. So it's actually like disseminating last quarter and then balsamic. Okay. I just use that term. So I didn't mean to throw it in there.
0: No, 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 it's okay. No, that makes sense. Okay, so, and again, that goes with our luteal phase is this is when after ovulation, when our hormones are starting to slowly decline our energy is starting to slowly decline, our progesterone has increased because we just ovulated and that's how we make progesterone. But this is the perfect time to slow down your exercises, to nourish yourself more, we we naturally burn more calories in our luteal phase. So we need to be eating more and nourishing ourselves more with more um, like warming foods and things like that. And really reevaluating, like you said, and taking time for yourself. I do love this phase now than thinking about it. Like I feel like I get um, just like hits of like realizations about stuff like, oh, like this is making sense. This is what I actually want. This is what Really needs to continue moving forward, or like, oh, I need to slow down. And it gives us that permission. Like you said, like sometimes if you're like, oh, sometimes I'm like, yes, I really want to go hang out with this person. And then other times I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything. It's like, it's not just that you are, you know, erratic or out of like out of nowhere. It's, it's because hormonally your body is changing and then energetically with nature and everything, that's how we're meant to be during that time. We're supposed to be more inward. So it allows you to look at your life and be like, okay, now is a great time for me to be organizing stuff. Now's a great time to me to really ramp up my uh, you know, social media, whatever if you're an entrepreneur or communication or whatever it is. Now is a good time for more self-care. Like it's so nice to see. And even though we don't ever need a permission slip, but it kind of gives us that permission slip of like, hey, this is a really great time for you to do this. And instead of feeling guilty for either not feeling like doing anything and doing it or feeling like, oh my God, all I want to do is work right now, but I should be doing self-care. It's like, no, you're in a phase where that's great for you to keep working and doing that. So it just lets us know that there are different seasons and different phases throughout the month. Like we need to honor that and then just like know that it's normal and that our life is just gonna improve by following that.
1: Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, I'll add that like, it could feel really icky at first. Mm. Like when you first start doing this, you're going to feel like you're like playing hooky from school. Uh, <laughs> you're missing a big test when you're like sitting on the couch, watching Hallmark movies during the wean and give us, yeah. but like you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, yeah. And then as time goes on, it becomes more natural and you become more empowered to, you know, sync different things with different phases where, you know, it goes. Yeah. Um, I think that in the beginning you're kind of like I don't know, you know,
0: so true.
1: Know what I should be doing, and then you start to schedule things, or you know when to do different things during the month. So Mm -hmm. then you start to flow with that natural rhythm.
0: Yeah, thank you for saying that. That's so true because we're so socialized to think that it's never okay to slow down. Like you can never sit on the couch for an hour and watch TV or read a book and not do anything or, you know, it's never okay to do those things, but, or to slow down your workouts. I just did actually a podcast on this where we have to switch our narrative around that. Like thinking that you should be doing an intense cardio workout every single day, like 365 days a year. Like it's just, it's not serving you. And just like being real productive is also not serving you every single day. Like we need to have those shifts because taking that time for ourselves to slow down is going to allow us to be super efficient and productive during the next part of that phase where it's more aligned with us like instead of fighting against our nature and against our hormones and against our body when you start flowing with it things are just so much easier and again it like you said you do have to get used to it yeah. but once you start like even just start with like one phase at a time Like, be like, okay, when it's the new moon, I'm going to start just noticing, even just like noticing a shift in your mind, in your body, like, yeah, the awareness.
1: Yeah. I think that's really big. I feel like people have been like, you know, they'll watch things for a while and be like, oh, it's the new moon. But then like, they won't actually like implicate it or like, Mm -hmm. you know, um,
0: Implement it.
1: Yeah. That one. (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, they've seen it for a while. Like, yeah, it it has to really sit with you and resonate. And I think that that's important to note because, you know, you're not going to make crazy big changes overnight. Like you guys, the listeners aren't just going to go, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to live out every phase of the moon
0: Yeah, exactly. Totally not. One step at a time, like even just start with the intentions, like, okay, I'm just going to start with making intentions. And then even putting like, you know, if you look up the moon phases, 2021 moon phases, maybe putting it in your phone to like alert you when a new phase is happening
1: Google has that. So like if you have oh. Google Calendar on your phone, there's actually an option where you can have it automatically added for you.
0: Ooh, I need to yeah. do that. Okay, that's awesome. Because then at least it could just give you the awareness like, oh, okay, I'm going to notice that there's a shift happening here. And then same with your menstrual cycle. Like if you are on the MyFlow app that I always recommend tracking your cycle, it'll tell you, okay, you're in this phase. So here are the supportive foods. Here are the supportive movements. Here are the supportive productivity things you could do. Self-care tips. Like, and then eventually you might see it syncing up with the moon, which is super cool. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. awesome. I love it. It's awesome. Everyone
0: needs to be following it. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. Um,
1: You know, accessible to everyone.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's always there and it's just, it's just another tool in your toolbox and another resource for you to access, to just live a more flowy, like instinct aligned life without always feeling like you're rushing against the clock, like all this stuff.
1: Yeah my mantra for the uh, waning gave it gibb- waning gibbous phase is flow, not force.
0: Mm. So
1: like, you know, Love and that. then I have you do like an inventory of the whole cycle. And like, where did things flow in that month? Like actually break out your calendar and see where did things flow or what felt forced? And then how can you reevaluate that and shift it for the next month?
0: Love that. So like that is maybe so maybe you great. had too
1: many plans during a phase that, you know, you Obviously, I'm not telling you to go break all your commitments because you need to give us. Like, (laughs) to honor them. You're an adult. Right. But next time, you can make some changes to Mm -hmm. to, allow things to flow a little easier.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's not like it's always going to be perfect. Like you just said, you know, we're adults. We have certain commitments that we can't get out of. But when you, the things you can control, control that in a way that's supportive to you because that's just going to improve your whole life. So. So to recap, I just want to say, so the new moon is like the menstrual phase and that's when we're setting intentions. Mm -hmm. Waxing gibbous is follicular phase. That's when things are new. Your energy is starting to increase. You want to try new things. The full moon is ovulation when everything is at its peak, right? You said like, that's like the climax of everything where it's like, yes, like everything is amazing. Like you could work out a lot more. You could just feel more energized, communicate more, like have social events, you know, in whatever type of social event we could have these days during a yep. Yep. global pandemic. Yep. And then waning gibbous is the luteal phase, which is when we're starting to turn inward, doing more self-care and flow, not force. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Yay. Okay. I love it. So anything else on the moon or can we move into some tips for meditation?
1: Oh, I think that's, I think that's really, you know, I mean, there's obviously so much more on the moon, but yeah. I think that that's like basic. and I don't want to overwhelm anyone or totally.
0: Anyone from yeah. <laughs> so, okay, perfect. So now before I let you go, I know you're an amazing meditation teacher. She also does Reiki and all just so much amazing stuff. Um, I worked with her many, many times. So, for the listener who is maybe interested in doing more self-care practices, or maybe they have an intention of slowing, their, slowing down more, quieting their mind, starting a meditation practice, but it could be super overwhelming to think about if they've never started, what are some tips that you could give on what a meditation practice could look like and how you could start it?
1: So, I want to start off by saying meditation is another big, trendy word right now that I feel mm-hmm. like has is definitely overwhelming to people. It could be a trigger if they hear another doctor tell them to go meditate, yeah, like who wants when we think about meditating you you think of like sitting in silence and like just going crazy, <laughs> yeah yeah, it, yeah,, like yeah. I'm like it never appealed to me, yeah, um, but then I started teaching it, and I started to see the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. And my biggest—I have a four or five tips for you, but I think the thing is to start small. Mm. Start with small time frames. So, like, give yourself five to ten minutes, and always start with a guided meditation.
0: Yeah, like
1: you don't want your monkey mind. We all have monkey mind, and it's going to happen no matter what meditation you're doing. If you are a seasoned meditation person and you are sitting in silence, but I feel like if you have a guided meditation, you're at least going on a journey be focused on something other than your own thoughts.
0: Yeah. So that's so good.
1: Five minute guided meditation, you know, something like that, stay consistent. Um So I think like maybe aiming for two to three times a week to start, you know, give yourself that five minutes mm-hmm. um, also journaling. So yeah. I think that that's like the biggest is afterwards, just journal. Like, even if it was like, I was thinking about food shopping or what I have to get at the store. Well, good. Maybe that's your body needed to just process that out right now.
0: Yeah. And also to
1: just like all of expectations because mm. we all expect to get into this meditative state that's like, you know, um, the bliss body. But quite frankly, like I don't get there.
0: Yeah. Probably me, either.
1: You know? Yeah. And my best meditations, honestly, are like in the shower.
0: Yes, me too. when
1: I'm driving. (laughs) Yeah,
0: mine are when I'm walking or I'm in the shower.
1: Yeah, right? Like they just like, I feel like they're divine downloads and they just Mm -hmm. come through. And really all we're doing with meditation is trying to calm the mind, right? So that we can hear ourselves. Mm. However you get there, it doesn't matter. But if you're new and you're starting out, I really feel like the guided meditation is is the way to go. there should be like a little bit of quiet space at the end where you might get that intuitive download Mm -hmm. or you might not who cares like every day is different
0: yeah you know oh that's so inviting and it's because some people will think like oh I have to sit cross-legged on the floor for 30 minutes and not have one thought in my head and I'm like that's not going to happen Ever.
1: Like, probably. unless you're like on some yoga retreat with some monks and yeah like, you can do it it's great but like for the regular everyday girl
0: yeah you know, it's not gonna happen like
1: falling at you
0: <laughs> yeah like it sounds like a nightmare so even like I love the guided meditation I think that's an amazing place to start I even still like I'll go through phases of I'll just listen to music or I'll do a guided, like it's not always the same. And it just totally depends on where my mind is at. And sometimes I'm like, I I can't sit. I know if I'm just like sitting and doing it right now, it's it's going to be a waste of my time because I'm so like anxious about something, whatever it is. So I'll do a walking meditation where I'll go for a walk and I'll either just like not listen to anything and just like listen to the sounds outside or I'll put on a guided meditation while I'm walking and it'll just help me. Like Casey said, it's really just helping you quiet your mind a little bit and it doesn't matter if you're in the shower if you're driving if you're walking if you're sitting if you're laying in bed like whatever it is like I think just have that's such an inviting way to think about it because you could start it any anywhere you want like there's no wrong or right way to really do it
1: no it's just start you know and it's not for everyone either so if you find like it's more frustrating and it's bringing you more anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. then move on you know yeah. maybe revisit it in a couple of years. Right. Oh, there's no pressure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And the journaling I think is huge too. I think that's a meditative practice in and of itself.
1: Yeah. You yeah.
0: know, just like getting your thoughts out. It also depends on the person. For me, I love writing. I I like process things when I'm writing. So It'll, and there's a certain point, like after maybe like 20 minutes of writing, that's when like I feel like stuff really comes like flowing out. And that doesn't always mean it's like all these like, you know, revolutionary like ideas and life changing stuff. It's sometimes me processing like why I'm anxious or how I handled something or whatever it is. It's always different. But I do think journaling is a really amazing practice, whether that's attached with meditation or by itself.
1: I thought, yeah. I always recommend, like, I have this practice called Morning Magic Mm -hmm. um, that I have my clients do. And in the morning, they have like a couple journal prompts, and they look at where the moon is. And it's also cool to match your meditation with the moon phase, Mm. because, like you said, like some days you're not going to feel like sitting still, right? You're going to want that walking meditation. I wouldn't be surprised if that was waxing gibbous.
0: Yes, that's right. So like, that's me right now which yeah. I'm in my follicular phase and I'm thinking, and I did not meditate this morning sitting down. I was like, I'm going to do it on my walk because I don't want to sit right now. Yeah. See? That's so crazy.
1: Cool. If you can kind of journal and take note as to, you know, the science that nature is giving
0: you. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Casey, you're so amazing. It's just like you make it so accessible for people to start, thinking about how we are connected to nature. I mean, there's no doubt about that. No matter what your belief system is, we clearly are connected to nature. And it's just such a powerful tool that we can access that's free, that we could just really learn more about ourselves, about our flow and like starting a practice and you just make it so accessible. Um, So of course, I want you to tell everybody how they can work with you, find you. If there's anything else you want to add in before we wrap up, add in whatever you want to add in.
1: Um, so I actually have a podcast too. Um, yes. Guest on it, and it's called the Grace Teaser Podcast. Um, and I actually have probably like fifteen guided meditations on there. Amazing! And you can go on and listen to those for free, and they're yes. you know maybe ten, fifteen minutes long.
0: Perfect. So it's
1: like super accessible. You don't need all the time in the world. You can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can know, do it
0: when you're driving.
1: Exactly. Like yeah. I, typically sometimes as a busy mom, like that's the only time I get. To myself, that yeah, Michelle. So literally. How that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's something about that. But, um,
0: and of course, this will all be linked in the show notes. So if you are walking or driving or doing laundry, or whatever you're doing right now, don't worry. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Um, because you definitely need to access her podcast and all this information she's about to share with us.
1: Yeah. And I always listen to podcasts while driving too. And that's yeah. why I'm like, I dictate notes on my phone. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you know, it's the best time. Um, <laughs> So check out my podcast and then I'm on Instagram at Casey Marandino, um, Facebook, and you know, I can send you the link to my website if anybody wants to check that out too. I hold, um, new moon circles and I have a course where we kind of go through, I take you through all of the cycles and we work on, you know, what you want to create and how you can flow in your life more
0: yes okay so is that course certain times of the year or is it when is it next opening so
1: the next one will be the february collective will be february it'll start with the new moon in february which i believe is the 11th of february so okay awesome starting um and they usually run it two to three times a year but the new moon circles are all held virtually and they're every new moon you know throughout the year we used amazing to do them in person but
0: yeah. Yeah. then COVID happened <laughs> yes,
1: so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this will definitely air before that next course is starting February 11th. So that's awesome. And is it our class? Is it um, a one day thing or what does that look like? It
1: actually goes over the course of uh, four and a half weeks. So I take you oh, literally awesome. through a whole Um, moon cycle and we do, you know, all different kinds of shadow work and movement and, you know, everything that you should be doing within, I don't want to say should, because there's no shoulds, but
0: you could be doing
1: doing so that you can align and attune with the moon Mm. and then you have access to it for life. So you can always come back to it. So like my students are always revisiting it and going back, like when they feel like they might've got off track, they'll be like, Oh, let me hop back in there and, you know, get back, get back to me.
0: That's awesome. Okay, love it. And oh, shoot, I had a question about that. Um, it's four weeks long. I forget. I'll come back to me. Oh, where can they find the information about it? On your website or your Instagram? Yep, your website.
1: website.
0: Okay, awesome. The
1: title is Magic and miracles.
0: Magic and miracles. I love that. Okay, so new moon circles, you got the class, the podcast. All this is going to be in the show notes so you guys can access it. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and sharing your moon magic with us. Um, and if there's anything else you want to add, or that's everything.
1: Oh, thank you for you know allowing me to come on here and share a little of bit of my sleepy moon with you guys. <laughs> it's so <laughs> beneficial for us as women to start to tune into the moon and the benefits, you know, outweigh the crazy stigmas.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Casey. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it, or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.